Tommy, why don't you, why don't you describe what you're playing or sing this song? To some you with a smile <laughs> Got you like you want me to Got that little child I really hope that becomes a new thing in your life where you just play, like you kind of play pumpkin songs, but in the styles of like 80 power ballads. Because <laughs> it all kind of sounds like Bon Jovi. I think there's a lot of money in this. I do too. <laughs> That'll work. Do you guys know each other, Tommy? Uh, Maddie, I don't think so. Uh, I actually yeah. know you weirdly, but what? that's why I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So sorry. No, no, no. We just we met once. Here? I know your sister. You know Liz? Oh. Yeah. You know what? Is okay. Liz you were yeah. very nice to me when I was starting comedy. So. Oh, that's not because you were starting comedy. That's because Tommy's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tommy's a nice person. <laughs> I was nice to you because you were just starting comedy. Oh, nice. I'm a bad person. Yeah, I do. It was no, one. It was just one time. No, I genuinely. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. was it, Tommy? What? Yeah, you don't know where this was. <laughs> was it a big hunt? No, it was. Um, I came to New York and you yeah, like Caroline's, gave me, right? yeah, you gave yeah, me tickets yeah. to Caroline. Right, you did remember, and I apologize. Yeah. Now. no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, your sister moved. I sent her a picture of you sitting at the bar earlier. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to creep you out too much, but it was creepy. I like your glasses. Are those Warwick Thank Parkers? Thank you. These are Ray Bans. Ooh. Yeah. They're very old though. I don't know. Is it like Me Too'd? The way you said oh, it was... No, I didn't know that. Oh, oh. <laughs> is that your first reaction? You just, that was my first reaction when you so said, you oh. Watched, anytime you hear, like, oh, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That guy Who did, did that Ray thing. touch? Yeah. Speaking is of Warby the Catholic Parker Church, what? Is Warby Parker a guy? Is that one person? Is that a real name? It's a great question. Yeah, I'm sure I don't it's just know. a middle-aged lady with a hobby. My voice is a little... I just was sick, but I am not sick anymore, I promise. I also I, went to the doctor to make sure that I don't have coronavirus. I'm the... <laughs> How self-involved are you that I you thought <laughs> you were the first person in America? Wait, how old are you? I'm 28. You're the first 28-year-old in America yeah. to get this. I'm going to average everyone's age at the end of the show. You're going to average everybody's age? Yeah, to figure Interesting. it out. If I had to guess, it is 29. I think you're right, because I can go through them really quick. 30, 25, 30... 26, 31, 27, 45, 29, 35, 40, 33, 28. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're going to be right with 29. Hmm. That's your, want me to write that down as your guest? Yes. Final answer? Yes. Remember Regis? <laughs> I kind of do. Get the fuck off my stuff. <laughs> my grandpa went to Notre Dame with Regis Philbin. Whoa. That's, <laughs> That's cool. True story. Yeah. Did your grandfather go to Notre Dame with Regis Philman? No, he did not. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's my second strike. What if I had re- Oof. Is that am I asking? I was thinking either? about me too right there. <laughs> oh boy. Twenty nine average age. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna use that for later. Nice. How comfortable are you with silence? I'm pretty comfortable with it. Good. Now I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> that was not very long. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Very short. <laughs> Is it weird to be in a bar like this when there's this many people here and we're doing this? It is not, but I um, I don't know. I'm here all the time with Kate, just like alone. Yeah. So. yeah, I understand. Because you run a show here. Yes, we do run a show here. Bottomless. Mimosas. All right, so you're here tomorrow? Yeah, it's, t- it's every first uh, Sunday of the month, so it's tomorrow. Yeah, are you excited? Kind of. We have uh, <laughs> it's pageant themed. Okay. So we're at, we have to make sashes tonight for it. I don't know. 
I'm assuming you don't usually pick the themes. Uh, we usually do, and usually oh. it's, it's gotten out of control. Last week, last month, it was Valentinder themed. Okay. And we had like felt hearts everywhere, and like, um, yeah, what else? We did a bunch of stuff with it. We had like the whole stage was like it looked it looked like we like did cocaine and went to Michael's. Did you do a bunch of cocaine and go to Michael's? We did not. Did but you just go to Michael's? We just went to Michael's at like eight because o'clock on a Saturday. Didn't a.m. or p.m. p.m. Oh, cool, party time. Yeah. Because you couldn't afford cocaine, or you just didn't happen to have cocaine at <laughs> yeah. that time. Yeah, I don't know because um, I have a job. <laughs> so is this a moral <laughs> thing of no, why we're not doing cocaine? Yeah. Or because we're on mic, we're not doing cocaine. I feel like cocaine would heighten my worst qualities. So. What's your worst quality? Let's go over them. Um, worst qualities. I am very hypercritical, hyper aware, and um, aggressive. <laughs> I think those are all great qualities. Apparently, you don't like sports. Yeah. No, I don't like sports. Oh, that's your problem. Yeah, I don't like sports at all. Uh, if you got into basketball, you'd be great. Those, like, those are the be- three basketball. of the best qualities you could have. Really? Hyper-aware. You could see the court, know where it's going. Really aggressive. Aggressive. you got to get those rebounds. What's the other one? Critical. Critical. That's amazing. That's fucking Kobe Bryant right there. Oh, man. I really lost out on a career. <laughs> yeah, you are 28. You probably aged out. Aged out of basketball? For I feel like that's yeah. ageist, but... No, it's correct. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're too old. Get out of here. <laughs> Third strike. Third strike. What are you drinking? Oh, um, I am drinking... Okay, this is too much information. I'm drinking cranberry juice because I'm pretty sure I have a UTI. You also thought you had coronavirus, though. Yeah. So... My... And this... Okay, so my doctor told me that I should drink cranberry juice for the... UTIs. For UTIs, yeah. Yeah. I think that's not really like a doctor prescription, though, right? Like, no, it is. Why not give me like medicine? Cranberry juice is medicine. We, we both look at Tommy. <laughs> no, guys don't get you. UT- I mean, guys. I, I get it over the counter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you? Um, do guys get UTIs? Nope. I thought that it was. I've never, but I did think it was possible. I think it's possible, right. but it's un- it's incredibly unlikely. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about the cold plus UTI. So. You just found out about this? I like it. I had to. I don't know if you've ever like told your doctor a bunch of stuff going on at once, and then she definitely thinks you're hypochondriac, because I was like listing oh, out. I'm like, man. I had a sore throat. Then my nose started running, but now it's not so much. And I was like, also, I want to talk about the fact that I'm behind on my tetanus shots. Oh man. And I feel a little sensation at the end of my pee, and I really need to know if I have a UTI. And she was like, okay. <laughs> So you are a hypochondriac. I be, yeah, I am. Um, I definitely think I have a UTI, though. I don't think I'm crazy, but she did a pee test, and she just told me everything's fine and to drink cranberry juice. Cool. Is that weird? It's not weird at all. Yeah. It, it lines up, and I think that's probably the right prescription, right? Yeah, I don't think so, but she also told me to neti pot, and I think... Have you guys Googled neti pots she, She's not a real doctor is what you're telling us. She is... First off, Kaiser Permanente sucks, so I'm sure she's not a real doctor. But, um, she, she, like, have you, the neti pot thing, did you read about, like, the stuff that gets in your brain and then you yes. die? Yeah. You're not supposed to do that anymore. Correct. Okay. Well, she told me to do it. Neti pots are killing people? I didn't hear this. You but it's, it's really, think you about... You get, like, bacteria in the water, and then it goes to your brain, and you die. Okay, but think about how you jump in a pool, right? Is it the same thing? If you think about it, it's not that dissimilar. It's just dirty water is always bad for you. You just ruin pools for me forever. No, it's not. You're most likely going to be fine in yeah. all of these scenarios. But it's like they're just using dirty water. If you're using clean water, it's perfectly fine. If you're using clean water. But if you're a hypochondriac, you're probably pretty clean at home. 
And then uh, any pot you're using is probably clean. I like to live life on the edge a little bit. So that's so the issue is you living in <laughs> filth. Yeah, I well, which is a Molly Crew record that Tommy and I love. <laughs> it was released in 1997. It's got the only song that uh, Tommy Lee ever wrote. Oh, interesting. Tommy Lee wrote a song. He's it's for a his son, Pam Brandon. Anderson. He's a, he's a Pam Anderson. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. I only know men as of the women that they've dated. So. I wish that was true in life. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, How filthy is your apartment? It is a house. It's How a group filthy? house. It's if pretty, it's a group it's house, it's an apartment. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Uh, I have Why? a dog, so he sheds. Okay, there so you there's go. lots of shedding everywhere. Yeah, so if you're putting your dog hair in your brain, of course that's going to kill you. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's another thing to worry about now. How old is your dog? He is, we think, six years old. What kind of dog is he? He is a mutt. Yeah. He looks, yeah, he looks like um, kind of like a medium-sized, like a large corgi. May, do you have any, your phone on you right now? Do I have my I'm phone I'm assuming on? you have yes. a photo of your dog uh, on your phone. Well, this is Bernie Sanders, but wait, wait, wait. You have a young Bernie Sanders on your phone? That's my screensaver. Is that because you're an ageist? Um, it's because I have the hots for Bernie Sanders, but... Because you want to have sex with old, old men? Uh, not just any old man. Mostly Ira Glass, Bernie Sanders. So you like Jewish men of a certain persuasion from New York City. Yes. That's a beautiful dog. Oh, thank you. I like Actually, it. See, that's George. That's a, George is a beautiful dog. It's a great name for a dog, too. Yeah. My ex named him. I'm sorry? Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> Do you want to name George something else? Um, Maybe Bernie Sanders? Yeah, Bernie Ira Sanders. Glass. Well, then I then I would have a weird sexual connection with my dog that I don't want to have. <laughs> Thank you for being open and honest <laughs> on today's show. Were you worried about having a weird, strange animal attraction <laughs> to your dog if he was named Bernie Sanders? No, but I did go through a period where I read a bunch of stuff about how, um, like, if you were to die, your dog would just like eat you. It's cats. Also dogs. Don't you live in a group house? I live in a group house, yeah. But this is—I lived alone when I got him in Charlottesville. Great, great area. No yeah. problems there. Um, Dude, are you you know about the like when I moved to Charlottesville it was right when the guy who was murdering women was on the loose? No, I didn't know like, that. Like right. Sorry, when I'm I, laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Why do I find that so funny? Like that's all I think of. Time. That's when Maddie moved there. Yeah. I left, no, I, it's funny, I was telling you. Did you know 9-11 happened on my aunt's 38th <laughs> birthday? No. That's not how things work. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, he, um, well, it's not funny, but he, yeah, I like moved there from D.C. and I was like, oh, it's a nice small town. And then one of the first days that I was there, some guy was like, yeah, you know, it's pretty safe. He's like, I mean, I'd lock your doors because there's this guy who, like, murdered a student. We don't, we never found out why. And then he, like, murdered again right after that. So there were two killings total. We think. Maybe I don't know Maybe three. But, but you're like, I'll live in this city. It's safer there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I moved back to D.C. I was like, fuck this. That just, it wasn't because of that, but. Why did you move back to D.C.? Um, I was in a program, uh, like, PhD program. Why yeah. do you have hesitancy and saying I, that? I don't know because it sounds it sounds like weird. Do you have your PhD? No, I like dropped out after two years and moved back to DC. Cool. Yeah. What was the PhD program for? Uh, systems engineering. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you have done with that besides make a lot of money if you got the PhD? Um, I would have been professor probably. Okay. Yeah. Would you think you would have been happy? No. 
Well, then I'm glad you didn't do that. I mean, I kind of, but it's kind of, I think like being a professor is kind of similar to performing in a way, so. Please expound on this. Really? Yes. Well, it's, you're like, you're kind of like a character and you're like in charge of a class and like, I mean, the teaching side of it, maybe not so much like the most of it, which is like running your lab or whatever and like doing research, but. So you think a lot of professors view themselves as performers? Probably. Okay. If you're like a good professor, you like have like a shtick and stuff. Do you prefer the original Nutty Professor or the reboot starring <laughs> Eddie Murphy? I have never seen either of those. You've never seen. So you were considering spending your entire life as a professor, I've but never, never watching it. either version of the <laughs> Nutty Professor. Yeah, I um, I have this weird thing where I haven't seen a lot of movies that are like. How is that a popular. weird thing? Because it's like I don't like name a popular movie. And the I've Ten Commandments. That's not a movie, is it? <laughs> yes, that's it is a movie. Which, <laughs> it's a movie with Charlton Charles, Heston, right? Charlton oh, okay. Heston. They well, part. They part the water. Uh, he has good politics. Old right? count. <laughs> Dirty Harry, where a man yells at a stool. Another good politician. No, I've never good. seen it. Okay, those are two movies, though. Okay. But there are lots of them. I'm There's sure you've seen tons like of ones a few. Seen. Like what? A few good men. A few good men. Never seen it. Uh, Mission Impossible. Never seen it. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. <laughs> Never seen it. The movie Ghost. No. A ghost story, story starring Casey Affleck, who has been part of the Me Too movement on the <laughs> negative side. I love that you felt like you had to say that. <laughs> the whole title. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. I no? have seen that. I have seen Manchester by the Sea. She loves Lonergan. <laughs> what a fucking call on that one. You nailed it. Manchester, okay, if it's like kind of indie, I've probably seen it. But if it's not, if it's like full mainstream, I don't. I think I went through a teenage phase where I was like, I'm not going to see anything that anybody likes. Yeah, but you're 28. Right, that's true. But now I don't watch movies that are on time. What are you so busy doing besides going to Michael's Craft <laughs> Store, not on cocaine at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, that you can't watch The Ten Commandments starring Charlton Heston? I do like, um, I like some old movies. I like uh, Some Like It Hot. That's an old movie. That's correct. I like Philadelphia. What about Thor? <laughs> I've seen Thor. You have? Yeah, I have. I've seen all the Marvel movies. <laughs> so you don't like things that are mainstream. I don't like mainstream things. I've just seen 27 no. of the highest grossing films of the last decade. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I um, amend what I said. So it's not that I don't like it. It's that I actively try to avoid it. You saw all of them. I know, that's true. I did see all of them. I, uh, well, do you like the Marvel movies? Some of them are good. Which Some ones of are them, bad? Um, I bet we disagree on this. I think right. that... Captain America is the worst one. I don't like Captain America. I don't love any of the Captain Americas. I thought the second Guardians of the Galaxy was bad. Yeah, uh, me too. It was so sad. The bad guy was named Ego. <laughs> I liked Jeff Goldblum in that. He was fun. I liked the second Captain America where the Nazis were in the computers. I thought that the first Captain America was literally too dark because they shot it for 3D. Yeah. And if you didn't see it in 3D, it oh, yeah, was physically darker. Um, I love the story of Captain America the most of the superhero ones, but I don't love the films that they did. Um, the first Captain America from like 1990 movie gave me nightmares as a kid. Remember that? There's a 1990. Yeah, it was like 1990. It's uh, the the Red Skull version was like very like realistic in, in the closest way a Red Skull could be realistic, which is not good for children. I'm looking it up. Who right was now. Captain America? I'm looking that up right now. Oh, okay. Um, 
I probably say like most people that the is it the sec- not Thor of the Dark World though like the most recent Ragnarok? Thor. Ragnarok that was probably the most fun. I could see that. So that's probably my favorite of the Marvel movies. I was a big um, Iron Man fan. Yeah, I don't care about Iron Man. You don't care about Iron Man, Not even when the all. first one came out, like at the time. At the time, so it's so you're telling me the second build in Swingers, the first build in Shakespeare in Love, and the first build in Chaplin together on screen for the first time did it for you? <laughs> no, I don't care. I didn't think it's. I don't. It's fucking Batman. Robert Downey Jr. You're it's not Batman a big fan with. Of? It's not. It's just not dark Batman. That's all it is. I see what you're saying. Um, but I get it. <laughs> he was perfect casting. I did like that Ozzy got paid. Yeah, it was 1990 for the, uh, it's got 3.25 on IMDb, 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 7%? 7%. Matt Salinger, wait, uh, okay, Captain America was played by Rob Salinger. Scott Paulin played Red Skull. Ned Beatty was in it. Uh, Yeah, it's... No one you'd really know. Is this like a film school project? <laughs> no, it was. Um, <laughs> it's when they would license them out. So here's how Captain Red Skull looks. So you can see why this gave me nightmares as a kid. Oh my gosh. Pass that on down, show and That's tell. That's terrifying. So, listener at home, all you gotta do is go Google Captain America 1990s film and it'll show up. It's your first result. Wow. Yeah, I would not like that. It was that. very, very scary. I remember seeing that in the video store as a child. That reminds then, me of The Mask. Yes, but scary. Yeah. And no Charlize Theron. Yeah. Yeah. What no your swing music for some reason. <laughs> that was the time. Um, here's something I find very funny, and I, th- and I was waiting for, to talk to Tommy about it, but I'd love to hear Maddie's opinion because you mentioned me too. Yeah. Do you think this is funny, incredibly offensive, or somewhere in the middle? It's kind of disappointing that men didn't know about consent until Austin Powers asked women if he makes you horny. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm gi- I'm like forgiving all men previous to 1997, yeah. but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying it's disappointing. That I like that you were gonna wait to ask Tommy that, but then you're like, oh wait, there's a woman here. No, no you we brought up me. You brought up me too. Yeah, I brought up me too. That's true. Um, yeah, probably somewhere yeah, in the It's written down right here. Austin like Powers a... taught a generation of men consent. Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. The real question was the pause between the do I make you horny, baby, and yeah. That was the moment of a woman to like scream out, no! Interesting. That was the only part. Interesting. Can I just say mini-me, too? <laughs> Mini-me was a character in Austin Powers. <laughs> Did you just give? Did you just explain what Mini Me was? I love that. <laughs> I don't think anything today will make me laugh harder. And unfortunately, we're not even halfway through this. <laughs> I physically am in pain from I'm, thinking I'm about like that. I'm like crying for all of the comics later. You were just like, nothing's gonna beat nothing's the Mini Me. Nothing's gonna beat that. Mini Me too. Oh my God! Come on. <laughs> so, Vern Troyer is dead. There's no way that guy would not have been Me too if he was still alive. He's dead? Yes. Oh. Let's look that up. That was, what, two years ago? At least. Do I you just think moved to Charlottesville. <laughs> Do you think that Mini-Me's death caused the Me Too movie? <laughs> is that offensive? I don't even know. I don't know either. I'm trying not to laugh on mic. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. That's the ambiguity of it. I really appreciate it. Vern Troyer passed away in 2018, April 21st, 2018. Oh, that's sad. He was married for less than a year. Oh, wow. To Genevieve Gallen. Wow, that's sad. I rewatched. Um, oh, never mind. Maybe that's not relevant. But well, you got to finish now. Please. No, I gotta, well, we were talking about deaths because um, I rewatched Jackass the other day with my boyfriend. Do you know, like, the last one? Because the guy dies, like, later. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end of the story. Yeah. Speaking of sad deaths, <laughs> he died in a car accident, he though. Did. I feel like, how fast was he going? He was going, like, a lot, and then 40? he might have already been know, drinking or something. No, he was just driving, like, 100 miles an hour or something. I think he was going, like, 35. <laughs> <laughs> you rewriting his history? <laughs> You just like randomly defending. Do you even know his name? Ryan. Ryan. Do you know his last that's name? Stout. No, no. <laughs> that's a comic. No, that's what that is. Are we just laughing through death stories? Is yeah. that the, is that the theme Isn't of it sound? Dunn? Oh, that sounds. Isn't it Ryan Dunn? That sounds right. Those movies were very gross, but also very funny. How were they gross? Are you serious? <laughs> okay, that's good. You are serious. Did you see Action? Is it Action Park, Tommy? I'm always Google. <laughs> I'm not asking you to put your phone away. If anything, I'm asking you to use your phone to look <laughs> well, this up. Well, I looked up. it up to confirm that it was Ryan Dunn. It was Dunn. Ryan Dunn? Yes. The most recent Johnny Knoxville film. It's like Welcome to Action Point or Action Park. He made a new like one? That. I didn't see it. Yeah, like he does his own stunts, but it's not nearly as fun because it's scripted. I saw oh. the grandpa one. The grandma one was okay. Dirty. No. Because there was Dirty <laughs> no, Grandpa was a separate <laughs> Dirty Grandpa I is the... I thought you were the, bringing out in a song because the way grandpa you said no. Dirty Grandpa is the... The Robert... Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Grandpa is the Robert De Niro joint. Yes. And Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa. Which is a sequel to Bad Santa. Bad Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Me Too is the best, though. Mini Did me he too. get Me Too? No, it was Mini Me Too. <laughs> I, just, I still can't get over the fact that she said Mini Me Too. You know, the character from Austin Powers. <laughs> For the listeners at home. No, Clearly, it's for the listeners at home. <laughs> maybe they aren't as Austin Powers literate as some of us. Oh. Do you think kids that are in AP classes uh, are mandatory watch all three Austin Powers movies? Or is it like extra credit? AP classes? Yeah, AP, AP biology. Um, that's extra credit? I don't yeah. get the joke. Wait, like it's not really a joke. It's more of an actual question. If you watch all three Austin Powers films, yeah. do you get extra credit in any of your AP classes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yes or no answer. I, I don't know. I don't teach these classes. I would definitely say no. I, is it fair to say that, that that's Beyonce's pinnacle? Her appearance in Austin Powers three. <laughs> Jesus Gold Christ! Right, that was too far. <laughs> that's her. That's her pinnacle. The Bayhive is going to be after you. I'm in, I'm in the Bayhive. You're in the Bayhive? I'm in you it. You just said that, and you're in the Bayhive? Yeah. What about Lemonade? What about Lemonade? How is that not higher than her appearance? In Austin Powers 3, Goldmember? <laughs> Get the fuck off stage, that's how. You must not know about me. You <laughs> must not know about me. I could have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> I like the Me Too comments are not going to get you canceled, but saying that, that thing about Beyonce might. I've been saying that's her greatest work since it came out, Austin Powers 3. Since it came out? 2003? 2002? I don't know. 
Oh, we gotta look this up. We gotta be right. Ryan Dunn was alive. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> when did he move to Charlottesville? <laughs> Austin Powers two oh. two thousand two gold member. Yeah. Vern Troyer was in this film. What was her character's name? Something very offensive. Box office was Foxy Cleopatra. Foxy Cleopatra. $296 million. What? Wow. And it was so poorly received they didn't make another one, even though it made $296 million. Wow. That's insane. So did you know Mike Myers had a variety show on TV like two years ago? The Gong ago? Show, right? The Gong yeah. Show. But he did it in character, and they never advertised it as Mike Myers. So it was like, is that Mike Myers? And he was like, yeah, it's Mike Myers. But like, they didn't talk about it. It was on fucking ABC. On ABC? Yes. What did he, Wasn't what did he do on Asian? it? Or did I make uh, that up? I think he made that up. I think he was British. Oh, okay. What did he do? I was trying to cancel Mike Myers. <laughs> what did he do <laughs> in general? Like, on the show? Yeah, like... He was the host. But I mean, like, was it... Like sketches or was it games? It was the Gong Show, so it's like he's people come on stage and try their talent type stuff, right? Is uh, that it? I think so. So like America's Got Talent, but kind of yeah. I'm looking this up. This is really important shit. Television. Here we go. The Gong Show. Tommy Maitland. Ah. Yeah. This is so I weird. thought his character was named Gong Jun Ho. That's why I thought it was Asian. <laughs> How long have you been playing piano for? Uh, I played when I was a kid and like took lessons, and I stopped for a while, and then I started playing like guitar and playing in bands and stuff. And then when I got older, I just wanted to play piano again, so I started doing. That's cool. That's a long time. I didn't realize you got back into it when you were older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I, yeah, I completely stopped and then because I wanted to play the rock instruments. Yeah. So you played? Guitar, bass, and drums in high school. You played drums in high school? I played in a couple bands as a drummer, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Anyone any that played outside the high school? Nope, all just high school okay. shows. Won, okay. won a couple Battle of the Bands in high school. Did you really? <laughs> yes. What was the name of the band? Uh, the Informers was the one. Right. And uh, Icehead was the... Icehead? Singer. Icehead, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't Do you play remember. instruments? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. play instruments? Yes. Which instruments? Yes. Guitar? Yes. The Marimba? Saxophone? Marimba. Mostly marimba. <laughs> no, nah, not sax. No, just guitar and bass. Interesting. I was in bands for a long time. Oh, really? Like 15 years? That's a long time. <sighs> that is a long time. We took no group trips to Michael's. No group tricks to Michaels. I'm jealous. I played guitar for a bit, but it was only because I liked one of the teachers. Uh, did like this teacher look teacher. like Bernie Sanders or Ira Glass? <laughs> was it Bernie Sanders or Ira yeah, Glass? That's hilarious. No, uh, I was you. younger. <laughs> it was during my younger phase. He's playing marimbas. <laughs> I couldn't find a marimba, so I just started messing around with the percussion. Um, that's bad that I'm already forgetting what I was going to say, because like I said, we're not even halfway through. Yeah, what hour is this? This is five. Ooh. I had a guitar teacher who, who was also named Tommy, but he spelled it T-O-M-M-I because of, he liked Jimi Hendrix. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's true. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. It's really sad. But Did you gave him money. Hair? I'm sorry, what? Do you have long hair? Um, 
longer than I have, which is not my choice, but God's <laughs> choice. Uh, when are you going to be bald, bald? What? When I are you going to be bald, bald? Stuff again. I don't know. Um, like my maternal grandfather, he was probably like all the way like, like this. The like he still had the back of the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was never. He never made the full commitment. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That sucks. Well, maybe technology will advance in the next few years. <laughs> That's what you're hoping for, technology? We need to stop focusing cancer. on the coronavirus and cancer. Just all male baldness. Yeah. You're right. I think we need to mini-me too, these fucking coronavirus folks. Get out of here. I think they already <laughs> fixed erectile dysfunction. I thought it was going to be piano, and it was still on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Maddie, I want to thank you for spending time with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Sorry, that was an awkward pause. No, you're good. I was listening to the music. He's a great musician. What else are you doing this evening? I have a show in Richmond. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Have fun in Richmond. I will. It's farther away than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. It's far. You got to go now. Yeah. I was not excited about that. Well, good luck in a city that's way too proud of their past. (laughs) Nice. I like it. Um, Great food, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've had like seven really good meals in Richmond. Seven really good meals? Yeah. I had like two mediocre ones. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. I like the museum there. Do you eat meat? I do not. Okay. Then I have one suggestion for you. (laughs) Don't go to Richmond. Um, Thank you for doing this. Thank Uh, you so much for having me. I'm going to take the microphone so you can go away. And Tommy's going to play You're Beautiful as sung by... I was thinking about the baldness. (laughs) (laughs) I am beautiful no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. Tommy, I think it's offensive that you're playing this while a bald man takes the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go bald for this. How no, are you? I'm just phenomenal, man. I'm glad to be here. Like you came from Songbird. I did. What was going on at Songbird? We had the uh, R&B Club today. It was the uh, the first uh, show of the third anniversary, the third year of the R&B Club. So we talked about the songs of Babyface. Uh, so did any is it did anybody from today's uh, R&B Club come from the great state of Indiana like Babyface? No, they did not. There's a lot of Babyface stuff on the highway. In Indiana. Really? I feel like there's like the birthplace of Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana, he's, from Indi- he's from Indianapolis. Yeah, there's not a lot of good things going on in Indiana. So like oh, anything that they could take, they'll take. Yeah, like I, I went to Lucas Oil Stadium. Why? Where, well, okay. I, I took a tour of the Midwest when uh, during the, the Trump election cycle of 2016 because uh-huh. I wanted to see these people face to face. And? Uh, and it was fascinating. What did you learn? Okay. Well, I went to uh, the, the, the Steak and Shake headquarters. Are in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. And I went into that steak and shake that's like across the street from the headquarters. And it was like eight like meth addicted families eating lunch. And then it was like the woman I was dating at the time and I sitting there and it was just this fascinating moment of like, okay, this is really America. Like this yeah. is what it is. You didn't know that? No, you knew, but you hadn't you hadn't been around it. Like you're like surrounded. Well, I'm around it. I'm from that area. Well well okay, right. You are, yes. Yeah. So you 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 have far more awareness yeah, of this. I shit in Indiana all the time. <laughs> without apology. It's a bad place. No, it's it's pretty it's pretty awful. But um I was I was like I was there for one day. 
And yeah, so and I didn't notice all the babyface stuff. So I guess that's more recent. But yeah, it's on the highway. It's uh, if you're driving to and from there, you could see the babyface stuff. Yeah, uh, was today fun? The R&B club. Today was good. Today was good. A uh, packed out house. Um, you know, everybody was there. It was a good time. That's everybody nice. had a good time. It was fun. It was nice. How many things are you currently doing? Oh my God, it's a good question. Um, currently, like five. Okay. I just dropped one. So what did you drop? Capital Wrestling. I, um, You're no longer part of it. I'm no longer part of it because um, I'm at a point where I'm burnt out. and I. Well, you've gone through this before with wrestling, too. Yes, You've yes. been burnt out from wrestling, not... Yes, this is my second, this is my second burnout with wrestling. Isn't that pretty normal when it comes to wrestling? Even people that get paid a lot no. to do this yes, get burnt out. Yes, because the, the thing is, is that you, you get to a point with it where when you wall, your, when you wall to wall yourself with storytelling and you know, of, of people in tights rolling about in the ring, it, it gets exhausting. Of course. Yeah, and we ran one show every six weeks for three years, so, yeah. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. Do you regret doing any of it? Um, I regret parts of my career now. How so? Well, when you get to a point of, like, a certain age and you're, like, you know, say you're out with, like, a bunch of people and you're talking about things you did in the midst yeah. of, like, your 30s and... Your story is like, yeah, well, one time I was on the road with Axel Rotten. Yeah, he's the hardcore chair-swinging freak. And he was my, my trainer, and we were driving through the, the Midwest, and this, this, this crazy thing happened. And then his partner hit me over the head with a steel chair. That was pretty fun. And then everybody's like, oh, my God. And well, you're here? Yeah, well, that like, why are you bringing that up? No, because in the midst of con like, cause in the midst of conversation, you know, it'll be like, well, this is what I was doing, or this is what he was doing. And then people always bring up. My wrestling past. It's you a, brought it up today. Well, I did because it's, it's you and I, and I know that sure. you're a wrestling fan as well, I so I, it's, it's a, be a topic of conversation. Of course. So in any event, like if I'm out with a bunch of people who don't know me from Adam, they'll be like, hey, Marcus is a pro wrestler. I'm like, well, I'm not really a pro wrestler. Yeah. I was a manager. Oh, you mean like Jimmy Hart? Yeah, like Jimmy Hart. And then it's like, oh, my God. I, like Jimmy Hart, I also love Hulk Hogan for his personal beliefs. <laughs> for his personal beliefs that get me paid. Love him. Huge fan. Yeah. No, I understand that. I, yeah. I completely, like, I don't even have the network right now. Well, I mean, you're not missing out on a lot right now. It's a, it's a, it's a transitional era for WWE. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But you're doing just as much music writing. You're doing the food writing now. Yeah, doing the food writing now. How's and that's that going? exciting. It's going really well. Uh, I have a column called uh, Course of Action in the Washington City Paper, mm -hmm. and I'm telling stories about chefs and giving their inspirations as to why they create the cuisines they do, and that's been really good. Because I feel like D.C. is at a place where you're not going to come to D.C. with, like, an expressly bad restaurant. No. <laughs> so, like, no. So, like, writing that review is like, okay, this food is great. Okay, well, that's every other review. So sure, like, sure, 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 sure. Let me get into something deeper about, you know, what's going on here. So, But you're also doing adult film reviews? Oh, absolutely. So okay. I am. Yeah, well, I, I do that because, well, the adult industry to me is, like, the last unfettered industry that's been touched by, like, you know, like corporate hands, so there's like freedom and the ability to like actually make some changes and make some money at the same time. Sure. So it's fascinating. What have you? When did you start doing this? Oh God, let's see. I've been I've been actively a fan of porn since I was like 13. But cool. um, no, really. How old are you? I'm 41. 41. We're going. We're averaging all the ages of everyone that's been on the show. Yeah. So it's like I've been into this stuff for 28 years, and I just got to the point where, okay, so fascinating story about like music writing. I made a choice. 12 years ago, between writing about sex and writing about porn versus writing about music. Okay. And I was like, okay, so which one is my mother going to like feel more awkward about? 
probably like she'd feel more awkward about porn, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm yeah, gonna do yeah. the music thing. Honest to God, what happened? So my mom passed away last uh, March 14th, mm-hmm. and I was already in the midst. I like put some kind of like fewer pieces out there because it's just like I was like thinking like, okay, this is the last like industry where you could really dive in. It felt it feels a lot like writing about music in the early hipster era. Like yeah. there's elements of like writing about like a justice track that's just broken out in the way that like it affects people and affects culture. Mm-hmm. And you can like have people just stare at you like you're crazy. Like when I used to write about music and yeah, yeah, yeah. those days it was like, you're not writing about rock or rap? No, I'm writing about dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance? Yeah, so it's the same thing now. Porn? Yeah, well it's, it's an industry and it makes millions of dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. How's the readership when it comes to this? Because like the whole point yeah. of music criticism, in a way, is to expose people to new artists. Well, I- it's, in a way, it's fascinating because. So, are you trying to do the same thing with the adult industry? One hundred and ten percent. Making it a mainstream thing and talking about it in a mainstream ways. Uh, I went to AVN this year. For yeah, the first how was time, it? Which is amazing. It was, it was incredible. It was like. Did you have a good time? I, I mean, you said it was amazing. I had a wonderful time. Um, we have a mutual friend that's gone to AVN and he made a comedy video and everyone I know that's gone to AVN, it seems like a sad thing. It's, it's sad in the sense that like, okay, so because I come from wrestling and I come from entertainment, oh, okay. entertainment yeah, background, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like good brother, good sister I get time. It. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, brother, 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 brother. So it's just funny. You're like, okay, this is just like Have being backstage at a wrestling show. Are, are there, yeah. Are there any adult performers that used to be wrestlers or vice versa? There are, well, in Attitude Era, there were tons of, like, you know, crossover, like Jenna Jameson did some stuff. Yeah, but, like, they weren't Nicole really Bass. wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. but Now I, it probably would be, like, a real wrestler that also yeah, is a real adult film. It's, it's fascinating because all of the porn people I know all love indie Wrestling. So they're all in AEW, or uh, they're a- all in the, like lower than that. Lower than that. So okay. like you have conversations about GCW. There's a lot of conversations about Game Changer, Game Changer Wrestling, which is where Joe Janela came from. Okay. And Nick Cage is the champ, and so people talk to me about. I had a long conversation about like Nick Cage and like Daniel Makabe. Can I ask you a question about yeah. the? I don't watch porn. Yeah. Is the lighting in porn better than the lighting at indie? Sorry, indie wrestling shows. Oh, by far, by far. Why? Shouldn't it be a little bit easier to well, light a gym? Yeah, it should than be. Than a butt. But here's the thing: is that people that should be lighting wrestling rings are lighting butts. Can't there be some crossover here? Can't there? No, there get- totally can be, and that's a thing. Like that's actually a thing that like I think about often when I think about like just on a pro- pure professional level. Yes. I'm like, there are professionals I know in both of these industries who should be doing either industry. Like, I'm like, I met a lighting guy, and he's like, I love wrestling. I'm like, why have you not sent your resume to, like, Cody Rhodes at AEW? Yeah. He's like, that's an idea. Jesus Christ. Here's my biggest problem with indie wrestling. It's the lighting, and because the lighting is so bad, I can't bring my normal friends to any of this shit because it looks so bad. Not the in-ring product. No. has nothing to do with no, the in-ring No, I product. understand. And I'm just, and, like, I'm... So I'm not opposed to porn anyway. Yeah. Good for them. I'll tell you, we, we, sh- we shot Capital... We shoot capital, rather, and or they shoot capital now because I'm not there. But um, they shoot capital in 4K, okay. and that's not necessarily a good idea. Well, we do because we do, we use pro grade lighting, and that's a big thing with our production. Like uh, Matt Ryan, who was my co uh, partner, and uh, Lee Mandon, who was my co partner, they both came from Ring of Honor at various eras of Ring of Honor, so they understand like TV production. So like the the first thing that we did, day one, step one, was like, well, we have to produce this like a TV show. And so drop the lights, get the, the, the correct mm-hmm. lighting rigs, like shoot in 4K so that it looks really crisp. 
and it's like this the one thing about our TV that makes people go, oh my god, this is a thing. I don't know. I mean, if you, I, I'm convinced that if you shot some of this stuff on like VHS camcorders yeah. and like went for a style, oh, it'd be great. Versus 4K, I think it that, might actually be better. So like primetime, for instance, like well, the local promotion, the, the big local promotion, everybody loves. I would love primetime in VHS style because mm-hmm. the way that the promotion like is articulated and the characters and everything, shoot that in that that style, it would really work because it would accentuate. It would also be cheaper. Yes. So do that for that reason. Yeah, and um, I mean, I don't know about like they are on like indie wrestling TV or whatever. I don't know what, if they'd be okay with that, but I think the stylistically it would work well for their brand and the way that they present their characters and the buildings. You've always in. been okay using the word brand. Oh, I have to because I'm a brand. I hate that so much, and I know <laughs> you're right. I should be using. I should be embracing yeah. this. I hate it. No, but I know you do. And that's why. That's why I love you. <laughs> no, I do. I hate because things. Yes. No, because but you good. hate things but you hate things for principled reasons. I I know I'm on the wrong side of history with the hating of brands thing. Yeah, but the, the the thing for me with being a brand is that I do like so much that it's easier for me to like explain it to somebody in the sense that like everything I do has some like business aim, some kind of business aspect to it. So it's not just, it's a thing that I'd like I would do personally if it was like zero dollars and zero cents involved, but I've turned it into something that Actually, it's like a financial driver. And that's great. If you're making money from it, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so that's why brand, saying that I'm a brand or I do things that are branded is easy. Do any of the adult performers talk about themselves as a brand the same way the people that you cover in music talk about themselves as a Absolutely. brand? Absolutely. The they the do. Be, the best adult performers do. Like the ones who make like six, seven figures really do because they understand that like everything they're doing is content driven. So from they have like an OnlyFans or a Patreon or they're shooting for mini vids or whatever, clips for sale, and everything they're doing is bottom line dollar driven because if you're able to turn your life into this 24-7 thing, then the fan, the, the person that follows you on Twitter or AVN stars or whatever, is like, oh, this, this woman, man, is they're, they're creating titillating content for me. 24 hours a day, and it's exciting, and not that that's the case, but as long as you give that perception, then that drives, you know, people's interest. Because you, is there still nudity banned on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, sorry, on Twitter? No, no, Twitter's the, Twitter is the, the, Twitter's the Wild West. So Twitter, you can show everything. Yes. Instagram, you can't. You cannot. Instagram has a uh, photo algorithm that uh, is skin-driven. And you mentioned AVN Stars. AVN Stars. That was set up by um, AVN, which is like the adult video network. network, And they're kind of like the industry arbiter. They came up with a concept similar to Twitter. Okay. And OnlyFans, like combined. So you take these two portals that like people who really love porn go to all the time. And they made like a mega site out of both of them. That's like a, it's like a pay to play Twitter. Got it. So it's it's smart. Yeah. Who, what's the goal for the, Actually, what's the goal for both? Is it to get a full-time gig at Fader? Is it to get a full-time gig at the adult, with the adult film stuff? Um, for me, okay, so I have a full-time gig right now. I know that, yeah, which is what? DJ C- I'm the, uh, the social media and blogging coordinator for DJ City uh, under Beatport and uh, BeatSource. Uh, and that's recent. That's like super recent. That's like recent as of like the last two months. And with everything else, I want to be like, super highly functioning with all those sites to the point where like, give me an example, like the go-go thing happens and it's a story that is important. I okay. And then like if, if Fader is like, is what happened, Lawrence Burney, my editor yeah, of Fader, yeah, yeah. got from Baltimore, he goes, Marcus, this is happening. Got it. Can I get 
1,200 words by Wednesday. And I'm like, absolutely. And the thing with working with a site like DJ City, and this is why I love being in the creative industries that I'm in, these are DJs. Yeah. So they understand, like, hustle. So they know, they know my hustle, and they're like, as long as it does not infringe upon the work that you do for us. Yeah. As long as we pay you to put us first. And, and I could say that. That's the thing that I can openly say and totally is understandable. Like, they put, I put them first. Yeah. Always. So everything else is secondary. But there's a lot of everything else. Yeah. And I like to keep it open because I have so many interests. And, like, you know, so, and, and like, on the porn side, I just, I just want to be able to, like, watch that thing mainstream. Do you think it's going to happen? Oh, absolutely. Because I think that ev well, everybody has sex, A. Um, B, on top of that, like everybody, because, every, because we're openly accepting that people are willing to have sex and people like to have sex, then we're willing to accept that people enjoy sex differently. Sure. So the second that you say people enjoy sex differently, then that creates industry because now you can like look at it and go, well, I don't like this, I like that. Or I don't like when somebody does that, they like when somebody does this. Yeah. So then it opens up a plethora of options, and then you have industry, and then from industry you get business, and then are that there becomes local a scenes thing. like there are for music and for wrestling? Or Absolutely. No, there are? Absolutely. Um, I'll give you an example. The Exotica convention, like the biggest sex convention, like the three-day convention, uh, they do it all over the country. They're doing uh, Exotica D.C., from June 5th to 7th, I believe, okay. in Dulles. Okay. Yeah. So... So that's like a big scenester thing. So like outside of like the national people that come down, like all the local scenester, sex, kink people all are converging. But are those people making adult films or are they just like they're they into are kink? Creating, they are creating content or into kink. So, so th but there's a huge difference between being into something and you're going as a fan yeah. and being... So person. I mean, but there's, but there's both. There's people there, that there absolutely there's people oh, okay. that create content, and then there's absolutely people who also are just huge fans. And That's there's enough huge fans. Yeah, there's enough huge fans where there's now one of the largest conventions coming to DC. Name one adult film performer that you think was going to cross over into the mainstream. Oh God! I'm assuming we're not going to get a Jenna Jameson ever again. No, 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 no. Like monoculture's done. Yeah, yeah. But is yeah. there someone? Um, I like actually, who's the James Dean that hasn't been? Okay, so I yet? Emma, I interviewed her at AVN. This was a woman named Emma Hicks. Emma Hicks. H I X. She's Canadian, and she looks like porn stars used to look in the '80s. Like she has that like very '80s, like super slender, very blonde, like steely-eyed, blue-eyed, like Got it. hot look. And she's going to be the one. Like, I, I sat down next to her and was just like, she's a star. Are there any local performers? Any locals? Um, Maserati Monica, she's a plus-size porn star, and she's fantastic. That's a, she's, that sounds like a wrestling name. I know it does. Name. It's the best part of it. It's the best, and she gets it, and she's just like, she's like this tall. Maserati what? Monica. Monica. She's wonderful, and she's good people, and she is... From far west, but she has relocated to this area, and she is, is like she she gets that like she does this as work. It's yeah. not like she's doing it like oh, I I open my legs for the world. It's a cool thing. No, she's that's like trying why to make I it do work. it. I open my. <laughs> some some people do, you know. I am assuming they wouldn't be making it for very long in this industry. Yes. Does it bum you out though? Of the, of the three of the four things you cover. Four, the three things you cover, music, yep. porn, 
and food. Yes. What is the most depressing of the three fields? Because they're pretty. All oh. three are very depressing. Oh, music! Music will drive you up and down a wall. Ba- right music now. is the most. Depressing. Music is the most depressing because there's no hit songs and the songs don't make money. Like when you when you because like I I do a lot of like classic musical stuff. Like I've been I have a piece coming out next week about the 20th anniversary of Jill Scott's debut album. And to look at record sales from 1999. Oh yeah, you care way more about this shit than me. Yeah, I know I do. No, because like <laughs> that's not necessarily a good thing. Just because like we talked about this earlier on a different, with a yeah. different guest. Like I had Beck's Mutations. It's like his sixth best record. Yes. It's not a good record, but because it was the late 90s, early aughts, and be, it was before MP3s really. I listened to that record like a hundred times. Where now I would listen to it like twice and said like fuck it never again. Right. Not that I hate the record, it's just like it's yeah. not for me. That's not, but because I was a certain age and like because of the technology, I bought a fucking record. Yes. Now it's better because now I could listen to so many more things. Oh, I, I agree. So why? It's a, it, but so it's I don't want to just wax nostalgic about shit that we loved no. twenty years ago simply because it sold a lot. But when you look at the when you do the math, you're like, okay, so it takes like so you're gonna need like three like mega viral hits to happen at the exact same time to do the exact same numbers that one song would do. A and I get that. Ago. But who actually got paid from that song? Where was that? Everybody money? did because fuck the- off. You're wrong. That's not how it worked. <laughs> no, if anything, now that. it's better because now it's. I I don't want to praise Fugazi, but like it's that. Uh, unless you're doing that method, unless you're doing scores and soundtracks, you're not going to make any money. So you either tour to get your money or get it paid right. from somebody else. The album sales but don't mean anything anymore, and that's not a bad thing. I'll tell thing. you the saddest part of it though is that we've convinced kids that the old industry still maps over to the current industry because nobody stopped and said, this is what this looks like now. Maybe you're right about that. Yeah, and that's the thing that's frustrating because, like, give you an example. I was at a So Far Sounds concert last night and I was talking to, like, the opening act kid. He's a kid from Louisville, Kentucky, and he's just like, yeah, man, I'm going to be a star. It's going to be great. I got the songs out. It's going to be awesome. They're going to stream. I have a distribution deal, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, cool. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to, like, explain to you what's really about to happen in your life. And I did, and I felt horrible when I left, but I, I felt like I did a good thing here's, in the industry. And here's why I would, that would never happen to me. <laughs> you, I would never go to a So Far Sounds show. Ooh. Because the premise behind So Far Sounds, do you know what So Far Sounds is? Uh, no. You, you don't know where the show is or who's playing, and you buy a ticket, and almost all of them sell I out. I thought it was a band, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... How many people were there last night? 125. So 125 people didn't know where they were going. The day of, they found out? Yeah, day of. We found out six hours before. And you don't know who's performing. Who the fuck would go to that? Do you know the genre? No. No, you have no idea. So who was last night? So it was like, uh, there was a, like, ambient trap vocalist. There was a um, three-piece, like, instrumental orchestra that does kind of, like, Poppy, like Americana covers, and they're they're really good. Um, Time for three, they were really good. And, uh, and there the was a jazz, there was a jazz vocalist. And who was the guy you were talking to? Um, the opener, the super, like the very very opener, the ambient trap vocalist guy. Okay, that's it. And none, and where was it last night? It was at a. Uh, it was. Uh, sometimes it's at a house. Sometimes it's at a store. It sometimes. was at a creative like space, um, like not a we like work, a we work type, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's for me, people that don't actually like music. Well, I did you you go there for press? There's no fucking way you paid to go to that. No, there's no way in hell. Like <laughs> no, like no. Okay, so I say that only because, and there's an element of truth to what you said. So far, it works because there are far more people in the world that music for them occupies a minimal time You're of their life. You are hundred percent. You are hundred percent right. But f- 
fuck that. I don't need to do that. If right. I'm going, I'm going, and I know why. I will. I, when I was much younger, I would go to a venue not knowing who was playing because I knew I trusted the venue and I trusted that booker. Right. And it was free, and that's why I would go. I would go to the Empty Bottles. Empty Bottles, a club in yeah. Chicago. They have free Mondays. Oh, yeah, I, I know it well. Yeah. And the, like I go to that every week, not knowing who was going to play. Right. I would never go to a so far so and pay like twenty bucks. Yeah. And not know where the fuck I'm going. Fuck it was, that. It was fascinating. My Clearly they know what they're doing and I don't. Yeah, so my like, favorite part of the so far shit. thing is that every band, because these are people who don't actively listen to a ton of music, when they hear something that's refreshing and new and different, the big, the big <gasps> O-face happens at least like three times a show. Also, the bands don't get paid shit and they get, do it for the videos. Yes. But they're nice videos at that. <laughs> And Which they get, are and they super get good, helpful. And they get good numbers. And that's what, you know, the, the streaming and the, the, all that. Uh, thank you for doing this. You're I welcome. appreciate this. Uh, yeah, we have to take a picture together. Yeah, please we do. We have never taken a picture together. We haven't taken a picture together since the time we DJ'd. Yeah, at uh, <laughs> drop or whatever. Looking glass. Looking glass, yeah. I like it hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Now play a beautiful Smashing Pumpkin song sung in the style of Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> like you've been doing. Now, now this one was in my head, and it's not Smashing Pumpkins, and you're going to hate it, so I was going to do that instead. What are you play? Yeah. We'll go down <laughs> Yep, that's it. I will never say a bad word about those guys because those guys used to play my shows all the time. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a lie. I will talk bad about the fucking bassist. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's uh, my friend's cousin. <laughs> so Patrick? Talk about no, no, Patrick. Pete Wentz. Pete, Pete Wentz, yeah. Uh, Pete is... Uh, what was I going to say? I'm going to hit stop. You can keep playing, and I'm going to hit start again, so we'll start the next one. Does that make sense? 